Father, thank you uh, for the advancing to your word. According to your word, brings light. I ask that your spirit will touch our hearts tonight and speak to us by your grace. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Tonight, I want to share a message with us. Uh, is this is going to be a series. This is just the beginning, and we're going to be moving on. And uh, I encourage you uh, not to put the brakes on me. Just listen. <laughs> Many times Christians hear what I, they just, I don't want to hear that. Well, please come with us, because that's one of the things that's hindering the move of God among believers. God needs the house of God, the people of God, to be in agreement so that God can actually minister to the people. And in my Sunday message, I'm going to be coming up with that. Amen. So it's so important. I'm speaking tonight and starting keys to biblical prosperity. Keys to biblical prosperity. Many times when Christians hear the word prosperity, they already have their, their brake lights on. We don't want to hear that. You know, we don't want a prosperity teacher. But you really need to be open to what God says. And remember that the word prosperity is not man's idea. That's God's idea. You can read it all over in the scriptures. So get yourself ready to receive from the, from the word of God. The Bible says the flesh profits nothing. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak, they are spirit and they are life. And it's that life from the word of God that changes situations in your life. Where you are confident that God is the one doing work in your life. It's all about Jesus. It's all about God. So be ready to receive so that God can reach you and bless you. Never in your life stand in opposition to what God is saying, regardless of who is saying it. Stay on God's side. Stay on the side of the Word. Because in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God Himself. So whenever you put the brakes on God's Word, you are putting brakes on God and brakes on your own life. Now, I want to share with you that Satan has failed in his attempt against your life every single time. Over and over again, Satan has failed in his attempt to destroy you. He knows that. So every time he sees you, he is reminded of the time, he is, the many times he has failed in his attempt to destroy your life. Tonight you are sitting in the presence of God because Satan has failed in his attempt to destroy your life. Every single time, time and time and time and again, he has failed. So when he sees you, he remembers, here yeah, or here she comes. Here he comes. I have failed. He reminds me of my failure. I can't stand this person. Because you remind him of his failure in your life. Every time your name comes up in a conversation, he shudders. I know you don't believe that. <laughs> That's what God has made us. That which is born of the flesh 
is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. You are, you have the nature of God. When he sees you, he is reminded of his failure. His failures in your life. I believe that his demons, every morning when they gather for their meeting, they dread hearing him speaking of another assignment on your life. Because they know the end of that assignment is going to be another failure. Amen. They know that. I know you consider Satan your enemy. But really, because of his experiences with you, he considers you a problem in his life. He's worried about you. Do you know why that is? That residence in you is something special from God that is lacking everywhere else on the planet. You may not believe that, but that's the truth. Every one of you that's been born again, that's come into the kingdom of God, God has a special implantation in your life. A special assignment that he's placed in your life that is found nowhere else on the planet. You alone can fulfill it. And for that reason, God has assigned angels to keep you, to protect you, to preserve you. Why? Because of the assignment. That is the assignment in your life that is going to propel you to your destiny. That's the difference in your life separate from every other person in the world. You have to be able to recognize the difference that's in you. There is no other you in the world. And God did not do, did not do that by accident. He knew what he was doing. He protects you so that Satan can do nothing to you because of the assignment he has placed in your life. It behooves you to determine and find out that difference. The, the assignment that God has placed in your life. What makes you different from everybody else? What is that thing that God has placed in you that is different from everybody else? And lock onto that. That is your assignment. God will protect it. And Satan cannot touch you until that assignment is fulfilled on this earth. Can I hear an amen? That's just the truth. Jesus placed that in you. That's the truth. When you know that, there is no reason to be afraid in life. When you lock into that assignment, and you know that this is what God has called you to do, you will certainly prosper. You will make it alive. There may be ups and downs. Those are failures of Satan. Amen? Because he's helping you to get to your destiny. God will never allow him to touch you. He has assigned those angels to protect you. To watch you. Watch over you. Until that assignment is fulfilled in your life. You know, Satan is frustrated. He's a frustrated being. And always edgy. You know why Satan is edgy? Reason is. 
Just a few words from your mouth can change your life. Can change your destiny. He knows it. For every human being, especially those who have accepted Christ as Lord and Savior, just a few words in your life can change your life forever. Can change the direction. He may have held you bound for 30 years, but he recognizes that just a few words from your mouth to the Father can change all of that and set you free forever, deliver you from poverty, deliver you from every curse that is placed upon your life. Just a few words. Remember Nineveh. There was already an assignment for Nineveh. God told Jonah, go on to Nineveh. They're going to die, every one of them. Everything was ready. Everything was ready for the city to be destroyed. God was ready. The devils and the, the, all of the, the spirits of murder that would destroy the people, they were ready. But then God started hearing words coming from Nineveh. Pleading. Help. Don't destroy us. A few words from your mouth. Satan knows that. He may have you today. But he knows if you get to the place where you can turn and position yourself and have these few words to the Father, your life is transformed. He loses you and he fails again. And he's failing tonight in Jesus' name. Can I hear an amen? He's failing tonight in Jesus' name. Just a few words from your mouth. The thief on the cross with Jesus Christ. He's lived a life of failure. He had nothing in his life to be proud of. In fact, he was dying because of his, the failure in his life. He was hanging right next to Jesus dying. And there was no hope for him. But just a few words from his mouth. Just a few words. As he spoke to Jesus on the cross. He said to Jesus, in my language, Can you handle me? Can you handle me? Can you accept me? Just a few words. Even at the verge of death, crossing into eternity. Just a few words changed his destiny. He said to Jesus, I want to be with you. Jesus said, today, right now, just in a few minutes, few moments, you will be with me in paradise. He lived a life of failure. But just at one moment, his destiny was changed. That's your portion tonight in Jesus' name. You can speak those words and God will change your destiny. Remember the young man who was blind and was sitting on, the, on his way to Jericho. And he heard that Jesus was passing by. Remember that? He had been blind all his life, sitting there. But just a few words, just a few words to the master. That's all it takes. Just a few words. We have what it takes. It's part of you. When you speak those few words, God locks in into the destiny, the assignment that is placed in your life. And your life is transformed. That's what this is all about. That's why the devil is so afraid of believers. Because anything can change anytime. Once the believer understands and turns, he'll change from poverty to much wealth. From struggles to having great peace in your life. Just by understanding. And a few words. And just a few actions based on the word of God. Your life is transformed.
Amen? So he is afraid. There are things that we really need to understand when it comes to kingdom, kingdom prosperity. There is Jesus and there is the principles in the word. We got to understand that. Jesus will guarantee your way to heaven. That has nothing. He's already done everything. Jesus will guarantee your life up there. The principles in the word of God, that's for the earth. You will only prosper on the earth if you have a working knowledge of the principles in the word of God. We have to understand that. There is Jesus, two parts of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Two parts. There are some just stay with Jesus and they suffer through life. Jesus, that's good for heaven. The principles in the word of God, that's good for the earth. You get to discover the principles in the word of God for the earth. If you don't have those principles, yes, you're going to heaven, but your, your earth life is going to be like hell. <laughs> have you ever wondered why some missionaries, even missionaries, have difficulties? Where they are, financially, sometimes they can meet. Have you wondered why? And then you have some crazies in, in Hollywood, and they have all the money. You wonder why? God does not determine who gets money. <laughs> the principles that he's laid down on earth, that's what determines it. So I've got to find out those principles, the things that are written in the word, to, to go through a working knowledge of that, those principles is what's going to bring you prosperity. Yeah, you can be saved. You've seen very godly people have hard times. Yeah. They pray a lot. But finances don't answer to prayer. I can pray, but I've got to put something there. I have to apply the principle. Prayer is just adding gasoline to it. But just prayer is not going to work it. There are biblical principles from the Word of God. Yes, you're saved. Yes, God is happy with you. Yes, your devotion is great. Your prayer life is great. Your Bible study is great. And the way you're living your life is great. But you don't know those principles. And God's not responsible. He'll take you to heaven. But you need to work those principles. It's the working knowledge of those principles. The Word of God. That's what's going to change. That's what's going to change your life here on earth. No other thing. He'll feel sorry for you. You can cry, feel sorry, and comfort you. It gives you peace. But that's not going to change anything till you have a working knowledge and faith born out of the book principle. That's the truth. That's just the truth. The greatest difficulty for me and for most Christians is to convince us that God really wants us to succeed. It's hard. For some reason, I don't know how Satan has done this. It's a trick. He's able to convince believers that it's okay. It just keep going and struggling. And we talk about it. 
And we, 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 sometimes some Christians talk about it like if they're proud about what's going on. About their struggles. They're constantly talking about their struggles. As if it's something that, that, they, uh, that requires a, a medal to be given to them for it. Christians do this. It's so hard to convince Christians. They get very upset quickly. Once you start talking about this, oh, the walls are up. We don't want to hear that. We just want to be spiritual. Yeah, you can be spiritual. But I tell you, when they are trying to kick you out of your home, and you can't pay your bills, and they are coming to get your car so you can't go to work, it's hard to be spiritual. I don't know about you, but it's really hard to pray at the time. It's really hard to pray, I'm telling you. It's God help. God help. And if you see any tow truck <laughs> drive by, you're wondering if they've come for you. And that's not peace. Does God want, does God want that in your life? Absolutely not. Who would want that for his child? Who would want that for his child? Does God love you? Yes. Will Jesus take you to heaven? Yes. Will he do something about it? Maybe. Because your car may end up being towed. And Jesus will watch them take your car away. And still take you to heaven when you die. (laughs) But you got to have a good working. You know, because God has so much for us to do. Amen. And it requires money. Everything that this church is doing requires money. We sit and we're talking about it. We have to believe God. I have to to trust God and I have to say, okay, this is what I'm going to do to sow that as a church so that God can produce it and bless you so that we can get you. That's what life is all about. We have to live here first. And living here and doing good demands all of these things in our lives. So that's the greatest difficulty. If Christians can be convinced that God wants them to be successful and that he'll do anything. And I'm, I'm not talking about success, just money success. But to give you what the, the Bible calls shalom. Peace in every area where you don't have to worry because you know God's going to take care of you. You have a working knowledge of the principles of God and you don't have to worry about your future because you know God's there for my future. He's always there. I know how to get him because I know how to work the principles. That's what the Bible says. Jesus said, the ears so they can hear. Heart. Eyes that can see, heart that can understand, so that they can turn, position themselves, so that when the time, God always has a season, but God will not overlook you when the season comes, when you have a working knowledge of the principles of God. He'll be there, right there for you. God will never allow His Word to fall to the ground. Never. Not when you understand the Word and you're acting based on the Word of God. He'll never let that happen. He watches over His Word to perform it. Once you position yourself, Jesus said, I should heal him. Now healing is not just talking about physical healing. When you can see, when you understand the principles, you understand from your heart, and you apply the principle, that's position, turn, Jesus said. He used the word turn. That's you position yourself. He hit you. You got to be healed. Your finances got to be healed. Amen? Your family life, everything, God will give you shalom. God can do it. But we have to position ourselves so that God can work this in us. That's the main thing. 
to help Christians believe God wants the best for you. God wants the best for you more than you want the, the best for yourself. But that's just the truth. God wants you to succeed more than you want to succeed. For his name's sake. Amen. You are the light of the world. That's what Jesus said. You are the salt of the earth. That their life is tasteless without you. They need you. But they can't need broke you. <laughs> they need you to be able to help. And to reach out to them. So God wants to bless. That's for you and for me. God wants to bless. I want to be fully convinced. Paul says, I am fully persuaded. Have you heard that before? Fully persuaded. We have to be persuaded that God really wants to bless me. And then once I know that, I begin to find ways, how do I position myself so that the blessings, according to Deuteronomy 28, will come on me, knock me over, and overtake me. I like that. Let him baptize me with it and let me never recover. That's what it is. Knock me over. But you know, the blessings of God never comes with sorrow. When he blesses you, it's all over. So that you don't suffer. It makes rich and God doesn't add sorrow to it. Look at this scripture. Joshua chapter 1 verse 18. He says, the book, this book of the law... Notice the book of the law, not just Jesus, Jesus that's good for heaven. <laughs> the book of the law, principles and the book of God, there are principles here. You hear me say that a lot in this church. There are principles here to live by, find what they are and begin to live by them. Don't care what people think. Don't worry about people. Just keep doing what God says to do. And God who sees in secret, <laughs> will reward you openly. He sees you are applying those principles in your heart in secret. Nobody sees it. All they see is, you know, things are not working well. But that's what they see on the outward. They don't know that you are working the principles in your closet. And then God rewards you openly when the time comes. This book of the law, these principles in the book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, the scripture says. In other words, speak them to yourselves constantly. Those principles. It says it's by speaking them, meditating on them, that you will be able to do what he says. Your mouth has so much power. That's only when you are able to position yourself. When you begin to speak them to yourself, what is it? those principles, as you begin to speak those principles to yourself, then you are able to observe, to do everything that he says, as you speak them to yourself. In other words, you've embraced what the principles are. Amen? And you're beginning to tell yourself, that's me. And you're beginning to repeat those principles to yourself. You speak them. Even when there are contrary evidence in your life, even when things are difficult, you abandon those. You are not walking by sight. You are not walking by feelings. You accept the word of God and you begin to murder those principles to yourself against what's happening in the natural. You don't care what the world says. You don't, say, you don't care what the evidence is in the natural. All you know is what God says and you are muttering those things to yourself. You're meditating on them. That means muttering so you can hear yourself and you are speaking them from your mouth. 
then you are able to do those things. And God says if you do that, the principle will propel you to your success. He says you will have good success. You will make your way prosperous because you understand the principles. You make your way prosperous. And then you will have good success. So the word good, notice what it says. Not just success, right? (laughs) There is success that is not good. (laughs) But this is good success. Not success that goes today up, tomorrow down. That kind of success is not from God. That's That's my personal belief. When God decides to bless a man, it's it's constant. It's constant. You never heard about Abraham being broke. He was rich and then he got broke and then he got rich again. Have you read that in the scripture? Did you read that about about, uh, Jacob? Jacob had struggles. But guess what? From his struggles, it is all the way to the top. And you can look at the life of Jacob and say, well, there was famine. They went into Egypt. Uh, That was another design of God. He had money to buy anything he wanted. When when Pharaoh, when uh, when Joseph put put back the money, he doubled the money, gave him back his money and would double it this time. He had money. He just didn't have the food around. (laughs) And God provided a place. And when God was through, God gave him the best part of Egypt to live. Amen. He gave him the best part of Egypt to live. Where everything was fertile. He gave, him, he gave it to him for free. Pharaoh said, you can have it. Give him the best. That's how God deals with his people. Amen? A success. Good success. Good success. Bad success comes with a lot of trouble. A lot of heartache. Good success comes with peace. Because it's been delivered to you by God. And that success helps you to deal with all the issues of life. Because God's part of it. Amen. I'm going to close with this tonight. And, and, and again, like I said, this is a series. So I'm coming every Wednesday night. By the grace of God, I'll be building on this. And going to different things that we, we, we will look, we'll be looking at as we go. So I encourage you. Uh, I like to say, come here back. Come back every Wednesday night. Okay. <laughs> Because I really like to see your face every night. Wednesday night, okay? But let me show you some reasons why God's people uh, may not be prospering. Basically, again, like I said, it's not where you are today. It's what's happening in your life and where you're going. Amen? You may not have anything today, but you need to recognize with God, it's never overnight. You walk the principles. And you can have... What happens is, as you walk the principle, God gives you the confidence that your future is going to be great. And slowly but surely, like he did with Isaac, he begins to make you rich. The man became rich. And then he became very rich and very successful. And the Philistines envied him. He became successful and became very successful. And then they envied him. That's the way God does it. So we have to understand, there is a place, there is a season, there is a time. And your time is now. Can I hear an amen? That's the time is now. You can start today. As this series is over, and when this series is getting over, God is helping you to see from the Word of God, and you begin to position yourself. 
is not of him who runs. It's not how fast he can run. It's not mental thing. This is what God does. And God is the one who's going to take care of you. He can. Because he's your father. But you've got to work the principles. Amen? Now, some reasons why God's people do not, may not you know, prosper. The first thing, they do not follow through with the assignment, the special assignment that God has asked for them. They don't follow through. I've come to realize, in a hard way, when God tells you to do something, he's very specific. Now, I'm not talking about going to church. Whatever it is, whether it's business, whatever idea is given to you, there will be frustrations. Those things will come. And what the enemy is trying to do, he knows he cannot defeat you. What he tries to do is distract you. Because once you're distracted, or once you get discouraged, failure comes. And so when God, when you show that this is what God has called me to do, you shouldn't entertain fear when trouble comes. In fact, you should be worried if you don't have difficulties. Can I say that again? <laughs> you should be worried if there are no difficulties. God may not be in this. What's going on? It's like a man, a fellow, God, he had sown so much in the kingdom, and God was blessing him everywhere. And he said, God, are you sure everything is okay? Why am I blessed? God said to him, okay, son, it's, your, it's, it's time for you to reap. Don't worry about it. But he was very concerned because he had no trouble with all his blessings coming to his life. If you don't have difficulty, you have to really go back to God. What's going on, you said? So there's got to be trouble. But stay focused on that assignment. What if I is? Don't despise the days of small beginnings. He won't just become great all, all at once. He doesn't come overnight. Stay focused. Stay to the course. Whatever it is. Whatever God asks you to do. Whether in the house of God, in business, whatever it is. That is an assignment. Now, this is the way God is. When God asks you to do something, it may be just... Bringing water to Pastor Wendy. And you know he asked you to do that. If you are faithful, he will not only bless you here, he blesses everything that your hand touches. Just because you're faithful. And a season will come when he'll tell you, that's over. That was a test. I just wanted to see if you will be faithful. That's all he blesses. Bless. God blesses faithfulness. So if you stay faithful to what he's called you to do, whatever it is, I need to determine first, what is it that he's called me to do? Is it to be on stage playing the drums? I want to know that. And if it's that, I will have no attitude about it. Every time I need to be, play the drum, I'll be there. Whether the pastor sees it or not, whether I'm praised or not, I don't care. That's what he asked me to do. That's my assignment in the house of God. I'm going to do it with everything that I have. Whether they say something good or bad, I don't care. That's what God... If you do that and you stay focused, then God will reach you. But many times Christians get offended. And sometimes by flimsy things. When nobody said hello to me. <laughs> You're going to leave God's assignment because nobody said hello to you? That means you didn't even recognize it was God's assignment in the first place. That's why we're teaching on Sunday, knowing how to hear God's voice. So you know, this is what God told me to do. And then you lock into it. Many times I wonder, wonder, you know, why this guy is so great? What do they know that I don't know? 
Why did, did you make me different from the rest of them? What's the problem with me? Sometimes it's background. My sons, are dealing, my sons are dealing with something much less than I dealt with when I was growing up. I didn't grow up in a Christian home. But God can walk through all of that. If I say focus, it may be a little longer. But God can walk with me. Look at Joel Osteen and his father. The father had to walk through, but prepare the, ground, the foundation. And look, look, the man is growing with understanding. Amen? That's an amazing thing. But stay focused to what God's called. Many times people want to distract you. Say, stay focused. Stay focused. God said, don't turn to the right or to the left. Many Christians turn. They get offended, something happens, and they quit. And they remember what the Bible says. A double-minded man is unstable in, how many ways? God says, let not that man think he'll ever receive anything from God. God doesn't like that. Stay focused on the assignment. Find out what that assignment is. If this is where God wants me, that's where I'm going to be. You know how students go to school? The instructor says their name. They say, present. I want to be present by my assignment. Every, God, every time God calls my name. You're there? Yes. No attitude. Just know what he's called me to do. Amen. That's the main thing. Second thing, Christians don't do, think, and talk. The Word of God. The principles, which I've already mentioned. They say other things. They say how they feel. They say what this person said. They say what these other big preacher's opinion, you know. I don't want their opinion. Because I know God's not going to confirm their opinion. If he doesn't line up with God's word. If your words contradict the scriptures. And you're not going anywhere with God. Two cannot walk together unless they are in agreement. When you, your words disagree with his word. In Malachi, God says, your words are stout against me. Because I say this and then you say something different. Because you're using your mind and your own reasoning and not what God says. You are being fleshly and not spiritual and your words contradict God's word and you can't walk with him. He can't take you to your destiny. He'll take you to heaven, but your destiny you won't get there. Because your words contradict what he says. So Christians, most thing is God against feelings. Amen. Because when you have those feelings, you want to express them. Don't express those feelings. Let them die inside of you. Express what the word says. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. You must meditate in it day and night. That's when you will be able to observe all that he says. And then you have good success. You make your, ways, your way prosperous and you have good success. So Christians, for the most part, they're just talking about everything. Everybody else talking about. You are not of the world. You are born of the Spirit. The Bible says, transform your mind. 
Romans chapter 12 verse 1. Be transformed. Don't conform to the world. Don't repeat what they're saying. Don't keep talking about the economy and unemployment and all of that stuff. Your words don't line up with the world. And why are you surprised nothing is happening? You don't talk. You don't think. Even if you talk, you're, you're thinking they contradict. We got confusion. What you're thinking and what's coming from your mouth, they're different. Something is wrong. That's a terrible animal. Your words got to line up. But when your words and your thoughts and your actions don't line up with the word of God, God has nothing to do. He loves you. He'll, he wants to bless you. But he got his hand tied. Jesus was in Nazareth. Remember that? And the people said, where did this man get this wisdom? They were skeptical, right? And Jesus could not do many miracles there because of their unbelief. What the words they were expressing were words of unbelief. And they were wondering. They saw the signs. That they, they went past the signs and wondering what, kind of, what happened to this guy. And where did he get this stuff from? Something is not right, they thought. And so Jesus, this great miracle worker, did nothing and walked out of town. In the place where he was born. They should have had the best in life. Because the king of heaven was born in that city. And yet he left the city to go bless other places. Is that not terrible? That's what's happening. Another thing is that Christians cannot trust God. They can't trust God with their finances. They just have a hard time trusting God with their finances. And if you can't trust God with your finances, how can you trust God with your life? How can you say you trust God with your life when you can't trust God with your finances? You have difficulties giving back to God what gives what belongs to Him. It's a clear indication you don't trust Him with your life. If you trust Him with your life, you won't do that. You got to trust God with your life. And when you trust God with your life, that means everything that you got. And most of us, money is, part, money is a major part of life. Don't deceive yourself. <laughs> it's a major part of life. I'm telling you. Bill Gates not known in the world today because he's a, he's a pauper. <laughs> he's known because he's rich, right? But that's just part of life. Trusting God with your money is trusting God with your life. Where your treasure is, your heart will be also. If you can transform yourself, those of you hearing me tonight, it may be God don't know what, who, what, what's going on in your life, but it may be God's been speaking to you. You've not, you don't trust me. You say, well, I trust you, God. He says, no, you don't. No, you, that, that's not the truth. If you trust me, you give me that time. You don't trust me with your life. You're reasoning. If I do this, I may not get more. So if I give it to him, who knows what's going to happen. He knows it. You got to make up your mind. I'm going to trust God. This is one of the reasons why a believer can have trouble. Because you're not trusting God with everything. So we can trust God. That's one of the reasons. The first thing is they do not obey God's word. In the area of giving. Or they, they gave the best way to describe that. 
they give with inferior motive. Basically, they heard the word of prosperity, giving God's going to give to you. So it's like going to a slot machine and you, they put that in and they're waiting for that thing to come. And God says, that's not the way it works. <laughs> it's got to be something from the heart. It's not give to get. Just to get. God, God, God doesn't want that. And then others, you know, they're afraid. Well, God, I'm going to give you the tithe now because I don't want you messing with my finances. Take, here you go. <laughs> That's fear. That's no faith. That's no trust in Him. That's why the Bible says God loves a cheerful giver. God, I don't want you messing up. I don't want you in my finances. Leave me alone. Here you go. This is yours. You can have it. Leave me. That's not faith. That's not faith. But gladly knowing this is a seed. I'm walking the principle. Amen? So God's giving me opportunity. I was listening to something. I don't know where. But the guy was make, giving a testimony. He says he was waiting for another season where he could sow for his blessing. I said, wow, I love this. The guy was waiting for an opportunity for promotion. And the opportunity for promotion is when pastor says to bring. And when God, the time came, he had nothing. And he said, God, I don't have anything. And God says, he said, God said to him, give up your television. And that was what he gave up. And God blessed him. Amen. But he was waiting to do something for his God. He understood that giving to God is his sowing seed. That's the important thing. Then the last thing is bad business practices. Bad business practices. You know. Um, or whatever brings you money, the way you handle yourself in that. That can be a problem. Doing things right, the way God wants it, is the way God will bless you. You cannot do something uh, contrary to God's principles uh, and expect a harvest. Uh, that's the thing. And that's why, in my mind, uh, when there is this ups and down craziness, uh, then a lot of troubles, whatever, we got to watch. We got to watch. You do everything right. Don't take advantage of people. That's the main thing. You got a business? Don't take advantage of people. You know, how many of you struggled with dealing with mechanics? Well, I do, if you don't. <laughs> I have a lot of trouble with them. Because they know you don't know what's there. How could you tell? I mean, if it tells me an alternator, I know where that is. But if it talks about something, it's, I don't know where that is. I mean, I'm sorry, I know I, I'm supposed to know that. The Michael will give it, but I don't know those things. And so he tells me, do you see that stuff is bad? Whether it's bad or not, I don't know. You know the way I do? When I have car problems, I stop and I open the hood and look in there. Because I don't know how to deal with it. I know nothing about that stuff. And these guys, they know that you don't know anything. Especially if you have an accent. <laughs> or you're a lady. They guys, they know. And so they tell you, I'm going to tell this short story. I took my car one time to this uh, place and uh, they had to change the uh, timing belt. They advertised for timing belt change. 
and it was cheap. And the car was getting to that season, you know, about 80,000 miles. And I thought, I can't wait. This is really cheap. Let me go change the timing bell. And uh, they called me in my office and said, uh, Sir, your brake, you got this brake problem, the brake drum, and all, all this crazy language, you know, that I didn't understand. And, and, and you got this problem here, your tire. And all of, I, said, I said, to fix all of that, sir, it'll cost you about 2000 two maybe $500. I went, oh my God. 2000 Oh my, I, all I wanted to do was change my timing belt. So you got to fix all of this stuff because your car. And I, so, something said inside of me. But the car was, you, it's, not a, it's not an old car. I mean, it's a Toyota, okay? <laughs> Excuse me. I mean, it was running fine. There was not even any noise. All I wanted was just change the timing belt so I didn't have to pay much. So I finally thought for a while, I asked the lady, I said, I asked you to change the timing belt. What were you doing in my brakes? <laughs> I didn't tell you to check the brakes, I told you to change the timing belt. And then it started downing on me. They had that ad there to get me in, and then I have to give them 2000 So I told the lady, now, put the car back the way I brought it in, and I'm coming to pick it up. She says, sir, you got to fix the timing belt. I said, no, I don't want to fix it anymore. Just put it back the way I brought it, and I'm coming to get my car, okay? Okay? She said, sir, we can't do that. We have to fix the timing belt. I said, no, I said, I don't want that anymore. Give me my car. She begged me, and they fixed the timing belt for that amount, and I was driving for months and years with no problem. That's what we're talking about. Just because they don't know doesn't mean you have to take advantage of them. And when you do that, you're not going to prosper. You're just not going to prosper. Because God will not allow that. Do your business right so that God will bless it. Amen. We got more to come. Amen. Stand up with me tonight. Many times you do a business, sometimes you are in a situation where it's tight. Others are doing something crooked. If you can't do anything about it, that's not your problem. But you do what you know to do right. We live in a sinful world. Amen. So don't go tell your boss, uh, you're crooked. <laughs> Amen. Pray for them, okay? Do right by yourself, what you can do. Amen. And so... Is freedom in the Spirit of God so God can bless you. Will you lift your hands up tonight before the Lord and, and let, just tell Him that you believe His Word, that God's going to prosper you. It's never too late. It's never too late. It's never too late. God's going to bless you. God wants to bless you. God wants to prosper you. It's never too late. Father, I thank You for Your Word. Thank You for the grace of the living God. Thank you for revelation from your word that can transform our lives. We give you praise. We are so sure that you love us and that you want the best for us. In Jesus' name, I pray for the best for all of us tonight, for your people, the people of God. You have separated them from the rest of the world. 
You said you put that demarcation between your people and the people of the world. And you've set them apart for blessing. I pray your blessings upon their lives tonight in Jesus' name. And every satanic assignment upon their life, I come against it in Jesus' name. And I speak prosperity upon their lives by the power of the name of Jesus. I speak goodness and mercy upon their lives in the name of Jesus. I speak peace upon your people's lives in the name of Jesus. I speak prosperity upon your life tonight in the name of Jesus. I pray that the eyes of their understanding will be enlightened tonight in the name of Jesus. And that they will find you in their lives doing a mighty work for the world to see. That you are, are indeed a great God. You are indeed that good God. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your closeness to us. Day and night, 24-7, you're there with us. Thank you for leading us in the paths of righteousness for your name's sake. Thank you, God, in Jesus' name. And God's people said, Amen. God bless you.